0: That's just in the room this morning Can we just stand to our feet and just invite the Lord His presence just to be in this place Just for the next minute or two Before we get into our worship service Can we just lift up a worship in this place To say praise the Lord in the house this morning. Can somebody just shout praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Is anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? It's not raining inside here. We're dry. Hallelujah. God got us here safely. So happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We're going to start off our service with praise and worship and Just lifting up the name of Jesus, we invite you to worship and praise the Lord. Anybody have freedom in here? This morning, I don't see any chains on people. Nobody's locked down by bondage. Nothing's holding you back. We have a reason to praise him this morning. Amen.
1: We bless your name, Jesus.
0: Can we put our hands together? Come on. Clap your hands.
1: I want to clap a little louder than before I want to sing a little louder than before I want to jump
0: higher than before I need to see some of y'all wake up, come on I want to shout a little louder than
1: before Everybody sing right, Stop. this song. All right.
2: The words no more shackles, no more chains no more bondage come on now you, you just feel that in the spirit I am free come on now I'm free in the spirit every yoke is broken every chain is broken Every bondage is broken. Come on now, I'm free. Hallelujah. Let's clap the hands all over this place. Is anybody free? Is anybody set free? Hallelujah, Jesus. And before we pray, one, I want to welcome you to Christ in the church. Well, Christ is our central focus. Amen? I like when they say Christ. Hallelujah. That's the Spirit of God. Amen? When you're in the Spirit of God, there is liberty. There is liberty. That's where freedom comes. Amen? We welcome you, those who are online, those who came out. I know it's raining, but guess what? I'm coming to give God the glory. Amen? Amen. So if you have a prayer request, if you can raise your hand all over this place. Those who are online, God is about to touch you. We want to make an altar experience. Amen. Wherever you at. So wherever they are at, God, just make an altar experience. Amen. We have a, a couple prayer requests also. Look at the hands that is raised for those who have a prayer request. I believe that God is about to do something in your life. Amen? Amen. So also, we want to pray for uh, Brother Hasker. He's home, and we want to intercede for my brother. Amen? We also want to pray for Janet Williams. That's sister, our own sister, Janice, her sister. Uh, we want to intercede for her. She's having a um, some surgery. It doesn't matter what the the, the issue is. God can do it. Amen. God can heal her body. Amen. We want to either pray for the surgeon or we want to pray that just God would just give her a miracle. Amen. Amen. Also want to pray for my mother, Shirley Cook. She just um, had surgery two days ago. I want to pray that God will give her a speedy recovery. Amen. Amen. So we, we was in the back and we held hands such a powerful thing can we hold the hand of some person amen just hold the hand we just grab that hand amen i believe in unity amen i said i believe in unity the bible says two or more two or more amen the lord laid on my spirit this week Um, i was praying for god a blessing and god said your blessing is in the Spirit. And I asked God, I said, what do you mean by my blessing is in the Spirit? He said, your blessing is supernatural. He said, when you pray in the Spirit, you're able to see what God, your blessing, amen? And your supernatural, God will bring it down into the natural, Amen any great thing in your life god gave it to you here logos in your mind through the spirit of god amen every great thing that god has given me is in the spirit and i brought it down and pulled it down to the natural amen so we want to hold that hand amen whatever that prayer request is god is going to heal your body but you're going to see it in the spirit He's going to deliver you in the spirit. He's going to set you free in the spirit first. Amen? Amen. Let's go before the Lord Father. Great God. Awesome God. We worship you. We magnify you. Lord, forgive us for all shortcomings, God. Oh God, forgive us for all sin, knowingly and unknowingly, God. Forgive us, oh God, for the things that we have done in his body. Forgive us for the things that we have thought was that right and pleasing to thy sight. Forgive us, Almighty God, for the things that we have done. No, God, because you know all things. Lord, we worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Lord, God, touch us right now, God. Move upon this, God. Lord God move in the midst of us God. Touch every hand God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Heal God. Deliver God. Set free God. Whatever the need may be God. Well God Lord Jesus have your way in this place. Lord God we worship you. We praise you. We magnify you. We
1: glorify you. We exalt you. Because you're God and you're God
2: alone. Lord God have your way uh, in this place. Uh, touch us right now. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, oh God, uh, move upon this. Uh, move upon this. Uh, oh God, leave no one God. Uh, untouch. Uh, Lord God, heal. Oh uh, God, move in this place. Oh God, touch our brother Hasker. Oh God, touch our sister Williams. Jeanette Williams, oh God heal my mother right now. Oh God, we see it in the spirit and we pull it down right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, whatever the blessing is, have your way. In Jesus' name, we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name.
0: Can anybody pray that with us this morning? We want your kingdom to come, Jesus. Hallelujah. if I'm in the
3: presence. Hallelujah. No weapon formed against me. No weapon formed against me. The weapon will be formed, but it won't hit It will not prosper. It will not intend to fulfill what its purpose, because I know I have the defender, Jesus Christ, who is always, always in my defense. When I cry unto the Lord, he will assist me. He will help me. He will look upon the needs of those who are righteous. Can we lift our hands one more time? It won't work. It won't work. No weapon formed against you. No weapon formed against your family. No weapon formed against your future. Past or present. Something in the atmosphere is telling you to speak over your situation. Don't feel afraid to open not your mouth when it comes to impossible things. Because we serve a possible God. For with God all things are possible. For with God all things are possible. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. Clap our hands to the Lord. What an atmosphere, what an atmosphere. Hallelujah. How great he is you may be seated in God's presence. Hallelujah. What an awesome day to be in christ a church where it is Christ, our central focus. We give God thanks for his goodness towards us and for his kindness and for his love for all that he's done for us. He is amazing, God. I want you to look at someone and say, I'm glad to see you in church today. Look at someone. I thank God for braving through the rain and whatever storm that may be coming you press your way to the house of god you could be watching us online but you decided it was better to be amongst the saints of god and i believe by pressing you're going to receive what god has intended for you today hallelujah believe that lift your hands and say god bless you god bless you god bless you god bless you hallelujah well we want to recognize our first second and third time visitors that are here for the first second or third time if you are here for the first, second, or third time, you can indicate by standing. We just want to recognize you at this time. All right, my brother Devon, God bless you. Come on, put your hands together for him, my sister. God bless you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Welcome to christ Center church. Thank you so much for coming. We have many of our uh, other brethren and saints that are coming in. They're braving out the weather. We give God thanks for their protection, for coming here safe. Safely, We don't have to hear an accident occurred while in church. We give God thanks for the protection of the Lord Jesus Christ for getting people here to where they need to be, which is no other place but in the the house of God. Listen, on a Sunday morning, you should be in church. (laughs) On a Sunday morning, you should be in church. And we give God thanks for you. Um, You should indicate by watching above me, the screens. A lot of important announcements are being shown uh, while we are discussing or while we are going over information before we lead to our offering. Please pay attention uh, above me uh, while you're informed about what's happening here at Christ Center Church. I want you to be excited about where you are part of. You are part of God's end time revival. Are you excited to be a part of God's end time revival? Yes, you are part of something historic and something that will beyond your generation and it will supersede your generation and their generation as long as we're here the church will stand i said as long as we're here the church will stand and we're here to be an impact to the body of at large but specifically into into hamilton new jersey and so we want to keep you informed about what's happening we have a a connect to our text messaging uh, method. We have a, a method of which you can stay in top and untu- in touch with our announcements. We want to communicate. We want to stay in touch with you. Of course, technology has advanced so that we have. Everyone must have a smartphone. I don't. I don't think landline even still exists. If you still have one, God bless you. But we all have smartphones, and we want to stay in touch with you in a method of how you can stay connected to us. Our QR code is. On to my left, that's your right, and there you can scan the cue, cue, uh, cue card, uh, sorry, the scan your Q uh, on code right there, and you can get in touch and stay in touch with your phone um, where we can stay in touch with you on a weekly basis and when it's important announcements that are being sent. We also want to inform you that as well we have uh, our ministry fair that as well that we'll be having next week. Let the, let the church say ministry fair. This is an opportunity where you can connect with our church. We have a lot to offer you. And we want to make sure you be informed and you'll be excited. Because we want more people to, to, to learn about our, our church. But We want you to be a part of what's happening here. And you can get more detailed information that's on next week. Right after service, I know you see the time that says 1.30, but as soon as service ends, we're going to transition to what we can do to help better serve the saints of God. This is for us. This is for us, and it's for everyone that who will come on next Sunday. So invite someone if they want to be informed about our church and what we are doing behind the scenes because there's a lot of legwork that builds up and lifts up the hand of this church, so you can be informed on next week. As well, please be mindful. Um, again, uh, we are transitioning and we're going to have our um, offering and our tithe giving. Uh, We know that we have been so faithful in giving. I want to encourage everyone to continue to be a blessing to us as we continue to give to God's kingdom and that you will be blessed uh, by doing what you are supposed to do. I want you everyone to stand at this time. Please stand. Okay. I'm so happy to see everyone here. One quick announcement. Of course, we want to meet with the those who are interested and are part of the outreach evangelism team right after service. By the booth, those green seats in the back, we just want sort to of quickly... Re- Briefly meet with you all that we can just move forward in what God wants us to do. Let's pray unto the Lord. Father, we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for all that you continue to do for our church. Continue to bless us. Continue to open the doors for those who are yet still to come. Lord, we pray in our giving. We give to you in your kingdom. We want to make sure that God, in everything we're doing, we're doing unto your glory and to your honor. We thank you for the people that have come from near and far, we pray that you bless my neighbor, bless the one that is set to give and those who do not have to give I pray that God you will continue to bless them in word and in deed I pray your blessings upon your people we thank you for what you're doing here at Christ the Church for we are a growing church and we're seeing God move in this end time God bless, and let the church say in Jesus name please follow our ushers they're at the front, they will lead you and those who need to give electronically, they're in the back. Sister Heidi and Sister Payne are, are yet serving and the back kiosk to give. God bless you all.
0: Can we put our hands together in this place? Everybody clap your hands. Come on. Everybody clap your hands. Don't see y'all. Come on. Put your hands together.
1: I love Jesus. He's my Savior. When the storms are raging, He's my shelter. Where He leads me, I will follow. And I love Jesus. He loves me, everybody say. I love Jesus, He's my Savior. The thoughts are raging, He's my shelter. Oh, hey. hands, come on. Feel like having some church in here in this morning. Come on. Oh, say yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Everlasting light. Everlasting light. Say yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Everlasting Everlasting joy joy, Everlasting peace. Everlasting peace. Everlasting love. Everlasting love. Say yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. yes, I got it. Yes, I yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Yes, I Say yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Say yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Everlasting love. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. The world didn't give it. The world can't take it. Everlasting life. Everlasting life. Everlasting love. Everlasting life. Yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. yes, I got it. Yes, I got it. Say yes, I got it. 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 What's his name? Jesus. Say, what's his name? Jesus. Somebody call him. Jesus. The sweetest name. Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. Salvation in the name of Jesus. Deliverance in the name of Jesus. Healing in the name of Jesus. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Sing Jesus. Jesus. Sing Jesus. Name, Lord Jesus. We praise your name, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody bless that wonderful name. Somebody shout out that name. Somebody shout out that name. The devil trembles at the name of Jesus. You want the devil to leave you alone? Just go about saying Jesus. Jesus. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus demons tremble! They run for cover. They run and hide when we begin to shout out that name. When we begin to declare Of the name of Jesus I came to magnify his name I came to glorify his name Something deep inside of me keeps telling me Go ahead If the Holy Ghost Deep down inside of me If you've got the Holy Ghost You want to let him out You ought to let him do What he's wanted to do in your life Only God can change you Only God can move you And if he can God is good, God is great, hallelujah, thank you Jesus.
4: You might not understand what's going on,
1: but I'm here to tell you the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the power of God. He has sent His Spirit. He has sent His Spirit. And His Spirit has been many of us today. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You might as well run. You might as well sing. You might as well shout. You might as well praise, because when the Spirit of the Lord takes control, some of us run, some of us cry, some of us praise, some of us worship. But when God is in control, oh, God would just have His way. Ah, ah.
4: Listen to me. Listen to me carefully. I don't know where you have been. I don't know what church you used to attend. I don't even know what your experience has been in Christ. But I can tell you the mission that Jesus Christ has sent me on. And the mission he has set me on is to preach his word. He wants me to preach his word. But here is what he's trying to do. He is trying to transform your life. That you become more like him. Through the preaching of the word and the moving of his spirit. His desire is to transform your life no matter where you are in your Christian walk today, that's not where he wants you to continue to stay because God's got more for you. He is continually moving and he is wanting to transform your life. Listen to me carefully. As he transforms your life, it's going to change the culture of Christianity in our church and in Northeast of the United States. You hear me? As he transformed our life, the culture is going to change in this church, in his church, and throughout the Northeast of the United States of America. It's been a long time. I'm tired of talking about the Bible Belt. As soon as you say the Midwest, everybody say, yeah, that's the Bible Belt. You want to become offensive by that. You want to become offended by that, I should say. Because God is everywhere. He's all powerful. There is no, there is no Midwest or the South. Where the, the power of God dominate, but the Northeast, it can't dominate. Who do we think we are? We ain't more powerful than God. The Northeast can become the Bible Belt, just like the South, just like the Midwest. God is up to something. If you're okay with just staying where you are, that's up to you. But God is not okay with just where we are. God wants to take us to someplace else. Listen to me. Something had happened to us maybe over the past 30 years ago. Many Christians have come to confess that they feel like they were spiritually abused. Is there some merit to it? Yes. But instead of us looking to Jesus, we went all the way to the left because we felt like, oh, we were spiritually abused. I'm not telling you there's some there's not some merit to it, but that didn't warrant us going all the way to the left. That didn't warrant us not trusting God. That didn't warrant us talking about, oh, my family, my family, my family, and you wouldn't have no family except for the Lord Jesus Christ. I know the mission that God has sent me on it is a big mission and I don't know how I'm going to do it but I trust him because he won't leave me alone He is going to change the northeast. Forget about just this little church. He is going to change the northeast with a move of His spirit like we have never seen. We will be done talking about the Bible belt and we will just start talking about what God is doing. Not what He's doing down in the south. Not what He's doing in the midwest. But just what God is doing. It doesn't
1: matter if you will be in the northeast. It doesn't matter if you will be in the south. It doesn't matter if you will be in the midwest. God will do what God will do wherever you are. It's over.
4: It's over. And we can get out in front of what God is getting ready to do. It's over. Us thinking that the Northeast is different. Cultures are different everywhere, but God ain't no different. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can go to India and there will be another culture. We can go to Asia and there will be another culture. We can go to Africa and there will be another culture. We will be in the states and there will be another culture. But God is always the same. What He does in India, He can do right here in the Northeast. What He does in Africa, He can do right here in the Northeast. Stop settling. We're settling, settling, settling because we have bought into it, drank the Kool-Aid and talking about, well, it's just different up here. Okay. If you want to believe that, God, the mission that God set me on, I can't believe that because he told me in my spirit, in my, even before I got up here this morning, I'm going to change the Northeast. I'm going to change the Northeast. I've always been Reluctant. And to even think that God can use me to do certain things. I told the leadership this morning. Every since I got saved, I've always been content with where I was in God because I was in God. So to be in God, that's all I need to know. I'm content. And every time I felt content, God took me to another level in Him. And I said, oh Lord. And God won't leave me alone. I don't deserve His goodness. He won't leave me alone. Every time I think, okay, this is it. It's not it. And so I'm here to tell you, because you're a part of this church. Wherever you think you are, that's great. That's not it. He's still got more for you. He's still got more for you. I don't care what your age is. I don't care where you've been. Wherever you are in Christ, he's got more for you. Somebody say amen. Let's thank the Lord one more time. Real quick, Sister Tayo, come here. I said, Sister Tayo, why are you coming? Come here, Sister Tayo. I'd like to do this with the wives just a little bit because the husband's always getting a little shine and wife don't always get their shine. But I wanted you to get your shine because you're a woman of God. And guess what? I heard your testimony when y'all interviewed with the district board that you grew up in a pastor's house. Your daddy is a pastor. And so you understand a lot that came with it. You wasn't sure if you wanted to be a pastor's wife or a minister's wife, but you were so good to God that you just say, God, whatever your will is, right? Well, it's kind of official now. You have become a minister's wife nothing we can do. You didn't ask to be born to your mother and your father. You didn't. You were just born to them. They raised you. They just happened to be pastors and pastors' wife. And you just doing what God wants you to do. And so you are now a pastor's wife. So, Brother Guthrie, Brother Bradley Guthrie, now you can come. Now you can come. This is your official ministerial credential that you are a licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church in I love you man I got your back I got you. he has been with, with a, orga- another organization before the United Pentecostal Church and he was always you, if you didn't know him you thought he was a part of the United Pentecostal Church because he was just rolling with us even though he was part of another organization the other organization, you gave everything you could. They never gave you credential, but all the glory belongs to God, because God gave you credential anyway. Here you go, my brother. I love y'all. I love y'all. Whatever you aspire to be in God, I got your back, because that's what God called me to do. God didn't call me To do anything but to help advance his kingdom. And that's all I'm trying to do. Yes, we're going to do it decent and in order. We're going to do it according to the word of God. But all I can tell you is, if you desire to serve the Lord, you desire to be a good Christian, whatever you desire to be in God, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. You're not just in any old church. You're in the right church. You're in the right church. church. John chapter 15. Sister Maxine Stephenson is asking that we pray for her. She's online this morning. She couldn't make it in. Uh, Most people that experience pain in their body, when it rains, they struggle a little bit more. And so Sister Maxine is not able to be here this morning. And so she would like for us to pray for her. And so before we take our seat, we're going to pray for her, that God will continue to touch her. That woman has been in pain for a long time, and we want God to touch her and just help her and uh, see the Lord do great things in her life. John chapter 15, I'll try my best not to be long, but I do have something to share with you that I believe is very important. John chapter 15, verse number 14 says, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. Did you you catch that? The Lord said, we are his friends, if we do whatsoever he commands us. Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the father in my name he may give it you father we thank you for your word this morning we thank you for your presence our praise and worship team thank you for blessing us with such wonderful praise and worship team such wonderful musicians lord we're so grateful you have given us more than we even ever deserve. We thank you for your presence being in this house this morning, for what you've already started to do in our lives. Now, Lord, we pray that the word of God will go out and accomplish that which you wanted to accomplish. For you said, Your word will not go out and return unto you void. Lord, let every hearer hear what the Spirit is saying unto them, Lord God. And I pray this morning that when we leave here today, that God, we will leave here differently. That there will be a work that you would have done in our soul, in our spirit, that Lord, we will be forever changed. Will you anoint me me and use me mightily for your purpose this morning? And I pray, oh God, for Sister Maxine, that you will heal her body miraculously. That wherever she is, Lord, that the spirit of the Lord will move upon her in such a way that her whole body will be healed and whole. We thank and praise you and we ask you these things in Jesus' name. Can somebody say in Jesus' name? name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk to you on this topic today. Jesus is counting on you. Jesus is counting on you. Mm -hmm. Most of us here or most of us have many acquaintances. Make sure I'm not disturbing you here. Most of us have many acquaintances but very few friends. Mm -hmm. And even some of our friends may prove unfriendly or even unfaithful at times. Can somebody say amen to that? (laughs) Take for instance, well let me say this before I say take for instance. Jesus himself experienced friendship that is unfaithful and even unfriendly. Take for instance Judas. He was supposed to be a friend, a trusted friend. He spent most of his time with Christ. He ate the food that Christ fed him, but yet and still he betrayed Christ. A devoted friend may fail us when we need him or her most, but guess what happened. That also happened to Jesus. Brother Scarlet. what's that noise? That's distracting me. I'm about to take this off and re- use a regular mic. You got to be focused. We good now? No noise? No noise over there? All right, good. All right, thank you. A devoted friend may fail us when we need him or her most, but guess what? That happened to Jesus as well. Peter, James, and John went to sleep in the garden when they should have been praying with the Lord Jesus. And Peter even denied the Lord Jesus three times. Our friendships to each other and to the Lord is not perfect, but his friendship to us is perfect. God's friendship to us is perfect. It's not like the friendship we may have with one another. It's not like the friendship we even have with the Lord. His friendship to us, you hear me, is perfect. Jesus calls his disciples friends and he is counting on them to serve his purpose. The word friend in this text describes that inner circle around a king or emperor. Friends of the king would be close to him and know his secrets. But they would also be subject to him and have to obey his command. So our friendship with the Lord, it's perfect from his perspective. From him to us, it's perfect. But it's not like any other friendship that we will have with each other. The friends of the king could not compete with each other for attention or promotion. Y'all hear that? As Christians, we're not in competition. It's unfortunate. You know, let me tell you what some of the people that are not saved say about the church. You go up in the church, they're always competing. You know, this one have his peoples. That one had their peoples. They dressing like they trying to compete. That's what people are saying. So when they tell you that, just tell them we don't compete in this church because that's not what God's children does. Mhm, mhm. They were part of the inner circle not to promote themselves but to serve their king according to his will. We're here to serve the Lord according to his will. So as born-again Christians, disciples of Jesus Christ, our friendship with him involves love and obedience. But it also involves knowledge, revelation, because our friendship to God is not just our friendship of communion and, and, and blessings, but it's one of obedience, it's one of love, and it's one of knowledge. Watch it, I'm going somewhere. He lets us in on his plans so we can know what we are supposed to do as well as what he will do. Yes, he is our master, but he does not treat us as servants. He treats us as friends if we will do what he commands. Just for some of us that are not quite comfortable with... How is he our friend? I can tell my friend anything and I can tell my friend what to do and my friend, you know, will do it if I'm giving my friend right advice. The difference between your friend and Jesus is Jesus knows everything. He's all knowing. This is why he can tell us what to do and it doesn't make sense for us to tell him what to do because he's all knowing. Your best friend is not all knowing. So that's why the friendship between you and your best friend will work kind of back and forth. And that's fine. It's supposed to be that way. But our friendship with the Lord Jesus, it works back and forth. But we still, at the end of the day, as we like to say, obey him because he's all-knowing. Somebody say amen. Aren't you glad Jesus calls us friends? When we obey him, we need to be thankful that he calls us friends. Because for God, the Almighty One who created all things, for Him to call us friends, that is a high honor. And so if you ever get down and out and feel like, man, I don't have any friends and, man, nobody even talks to me. Or, man, I feel lonely. I want you to know you can be a friend of Jesus Christ. Uh Uh-huh. You can be a friend of Jesus Christ. For example, the Lord called Abraham friend. Therefore he told Abraham what he planned to do to the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abram was able to intercede for Lot and his family. Do you see what I'm trying to tell you? That when Jesus calls you friend, when you obey him, he will share things with you. If we're frustrated, why? We can't. Know this and why we're not hearing from God about this. Maybe we need to ask ourselves, am I a friend of God? It's easy to say, I'm a friend of God. But to be honest and, and transparent and truthful to yourself, ask yourself, am I a friend of God? Because the friend of God obeys God. Mm-hmm. And he, God will share his secrets with his friends. Notice... At the wedding feast, it was only the servants, who are friends, who knew where the wine came from. Watch it. John chapter 2 verse 9 says this. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not whence it was, but, parentheses, the servants which drew the water knew. I said this, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. I said to you all that servants are the ones that get to know the inside, not outsiders. And we are afraid to become servants. Here's, here's something that got to fit in again, because over the past 30 years, we felt like we experienced, some of us, not all of you, So some of you this don't pertain to you because you just started living for God. You weren't born during that time. But some of us thought because we experienced spiritual abuse, we don't want to serve in God no more. 25 years ago in the church, people couldn't wait to serve. They got in and they were like, what do I, I got to do to be a part of the usher team? What do I got to do to be a part of the praise and worship? What do I got to do to be a part of it? People couldn't wait to serve 25 years ago. I know what I'm talking about. And so now today people are like, I'm good. And we're saying we're good because we felt like in some way we were spiritually abused. That's the word we like to use there. And so now we don't want to be a part of anything. We can just come and listen to a good word and go home. But church, I'm here to tell you, that's not good enough if you want to be a friend of God. We're quiet now. We have looked down on the word servant. But God has shown us that his friends will serve him. My God. I probably won't finish this message today. Hear me. The word says in Philippians that Jesus made himself of no reputation and humbled himself and became what? So, So... I thought we were trying to be like Christ. I thought we were trying to be like Christ. Oh, I know. We only want to be like Christ. He said, oh, headache, loose them. Oh, we want to be like Christ to be able to just do miracles and signs and wonders. But we don't want to do the other part, which is to be a Servant serving to the Lord is not a low word but it's a high word because he says he that is your servant let him be the one that's highest. So we run away from servant and God is saying no, when you become my friend you serve. I told you we're going to help this North American Christian culture to shift because all North America want is to Show each other how successful we can be. That's what has happened to us. We have left out of the church now because we got spiritually abused. And now all we want now is to see how much we can accomplish to prove to who? I don't know. You tell me that we are somebody. Look what I've accomplished. We buy our big houses. We drive our nice cars to say, look what we've accomplished. What did that have to do with the kingdom? What did that have to do with being a servant of God? And said unto them, verse 10, unto him, every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse. But thou hast kept the good wine until now. The servants of the Lord, who he calls friends, they will always know what's going on. It even happens in the natural. But we're not going to go in the natural. If you work in the home of real rich people, hopefully by the time you left that house, you will know how to become rich too. Because you will be around conversations, you can eavesdrop on conversations, you can see things, you can learn things. Things that they probably think is not a big deal, you take that and turn it into something. If you're around the rich people serving them, you'll come out doing pretty good. Because we underestimate the power of servants. That's beneath me. Okay. All righty. We're not just servants of God, but we are friends of God when we do whatsoever he commands. In the text we read in John 15 and 16, Jesus stressed that the the initiative in the relationship between him and his disciples was because of him and not because of them. Man, we going somewhere with this. He told them that they did not choose him, but he chose them. He chose them out of the world and ordained them to do his will.
1: <laughs>
4: One of the reasons he may have reminded them of this. Check this out. In their culture back then, it was common for disciples... To choose their own rabbis. (laughs) Even today, people love to seek out their own preachers of their choice. Mm -hmm. We got so much preaching going on all around us that we seek out our preachers that we like. There is usually no change when there's no accountability. Why are you saying that, preacher? Because we can listen to the greatest preachers, and it will sound good, but we will never change. Because we're not accounted, we don't have accountability to that preacher. We can say, oh, that's good. Man, that was so good. That was so good. And it never changed us. This is why God puts us in a church. Because we are to be accountable to him and to each other. But if you're not in the church, you're not accountable to anybody so you can do whatever you want. All the people that decide I'm a Christian but they don't want to be a part of the church, it means that you don't want to be accountable. And if you don't want to be accountable, God will not use you the way God wants to use you. I'll get into this, but there is a difference between a tool and a servant. Both get used. One is a friend and one is not. I don't want to be a tool of God. Because God will use anything or anyone he wants to. And some things, and some people that he uses, they're just a tool. But his servants that he uses, they're his friends. And so we have... This thing what they were they, they they had in their mind, their culture was they need to seek out their own rabbi. And so here Jesus is trying to let them know you didn't choose me. I'm not your rabbi that you chose. I chose you. Yes? So Jesus wanted them to know that. And so we ought to realize that Jesus chose us. We didn't choose ourselves. There's a scripture in Jeremiah chapter three, verse number fifteen. Watch this. (laughs) Jeremiah 3 and 15 says this. And I will give you pastors. What is that? According. Whose heart? Okay, not your heart. Because you don't know your heart. The Bible says our heart is deceitful and evil. Out of it flows the issues of life. We don't know our heart. Only God knows our heart. So we can't choose pastors after our heart. This says, God says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Jesus chooses your pastor, not you. However, he directs you, it's him that chooses who pastors you. I like this because y'all are quiet, but y'all gotta hear me today. Because we're used to eh, this ain't This ain't my cup of tea. And so because it's not our cup of tea, we figure I got to make motion. I got to go someplace else. This ain't my cup of tea. If you study some things, normal things that man wrote, they will tell you the very thing that you push back against is the very thing you need. When you think you don't belong in a church, that's exactly where you belong. Because apparently God knows what's wrong in your life and he wants to fix it. So he put a pastor in your life that will preach according to that thing that need to come out of you so you can get right. People don't normally change if all they're hearing is the stuff that agrees with them. Are you kidding me? You you live long enough and just let people keep agreeing with you and see how far you get. I, I like sports. By now you should know that. And a lot of the athletes that get caught up in trouble, they say they walk around with too many yes men. Have you ever heard that? Okay. What you want? Yes men too? You want a lot of yes people? Because if all we roll with is yes people, we will never get it right. Because even when we're wrong, they say, oh, no, you good. So when you come to the church and you hear some preaching, that man, it just gets you all worked up. Why is he talking about that? You need to say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, because you know my heart. I don't know my heart. And ain't no way that man know my heart because I ain't talked to him about what's in my heart. And then you say, thank you, Jesus. But unfortunately, there's a culture that we're dealing with that's saying... I ain't taking that. I ain't gotta take that. I don't have to listen to that. I need, I need to hear something else. God chooses your pastor for you according to God's heart because God knows what you need best and he gives it to that pastor. He, he sends you to the Lord does not acquiesce to us. No, sir, everybody. God says we must acquiesce to him. We are his friends if we obey his commands. He's not acquiescing to us. God, I don't appreciate this pastor, so I don't like how he rolled it. You, you got to send me someplace else. I'm going to help you all this morning. It might be rough right now, but before it's over, it won't be as rough. God, I don't like, because I, I just need something different, Lord. And so you talk to God about that, and then God don't talk back to you about that. What do you do then? Now, a lot of you just decide, no, I feel like God spoke to me. We start lying on God. God spoke to me. Let me tell you this. I know from experience. When God is ready for you to make the next move, he will tell you. When God is ready for you to make the next move, he will tell you. And if he did not tell you, and he's quiet on your request, stay right where you are until he tells you. God is not shy. He doesn't. He, he, he's not afraid of you. He knows what he's doing. And when he needs to talk to us, he will tell us what we need to know. So for some of us that are pondering, Not just church situation, but life situation. We're pondering it. Hear me today. God will tell you what you need to know, when you need to know. If you're not hearing from God, don't you move. Don't you move. Sometimes God won't talk to us and we will make our move. Watch this. He will keep you because he loves you. But you are going to move from out of great blessings that you could have if you would have stayed where he left you. Believe me, take it to the bank. He, he, he will, he, you will decide I'm going to do my thing and say you heard from God. And God won't strike you down. And he will allow you to do what you want. But what you don't realize is you will be missing out on great blessings That he had for you. Because if you will learn this fact about God. Here's one of God's ways. Anytime you realize your situation is starting to get more intense. And you start to feel opposition in your situation more than you've ever felt it. God's getting ready to do something in your life. I'm telling you. Opposition usually means here comes the blessing. And unfortunately, some of us think opposition means we need to run. The opposition that you are facing in your life, it doesn't mean run or find someplace else. It means stay where you are and listen to God. I'll take it a step further. Listen to me and hear this word clear as day. If you haven't heard from God... And you want to be bold enough to say, I need to hear from God. Come see me. I'll elaborate because I got to break everything down for y'all. Why come see me? Because I'm God's man. And God is going to do what I tell you to do because you did what was right. I'll, I'll help you again. Not because I know everything. But God put me in the position that I'm in. Not me. He put me here. So let's just say you can't hear from God. And you come to me and says, Pastor, I've been praying about this. God won't speak to me about this. I will give you a word. And that word God will back up because God put me in this position. And you will be fine because you did the right thing by coming to me. But if you decide because you can't hear from God, you're going to do something and then say, God said, and never come to me, you put yourself in grave danger. Because that's what we call, now you don't have no covering. Yes, 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 yes. True. That's what you're doing when you do that. You, you abandon your covering. God gives you a pastor as your covering. Which means that pastor will be able to minister God's word to you whether you like it or you don't. Which means that pastor will be the voice, that pastor will be that voice God will use to speak to you. And when you do what you hear coming from the voice of that pastor, God says, I got it. I'll back it up. Only because God follows his principles. He says, I put that person there and I can't allow my people to... Lose faith in me because of that silly pastor. That pastor that is not all-knowing like me. So he will make it good just for you, not because of me. Do you understand how that works? So if you're not hearing straight from him, you need to come see me. If you haven't heard. Man, God, why are you having me talk about this? And when I tell you what you need to do, do not dress it up your way. Don't dress it up the way you want. Just say, if this is what the man of God says, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm not putting, I'm not adding, I'm not taking away. This is what I'm going to do. I've lived it. I'm not standing here today by coincidence. I'm not standing here by accident. My pastor, I'm sure, preached to me some things that everybody else was like, man, I ain't doing that. And I was like, preach pastor because I'm doing it. And even my family, when I came home to do it, they probably thought I was crazy. But God has certainly blessed me because I listened to his man. I'm giving you a principle. I'm giving you a principle. I know it's hard right now for some of us to to, to, to receive it, but I'm, I'm giving you a moment. Father, let them receive your word as I'm speaking it. You have great plans for us, Lord, and it is your will, Lord Jesus, that we do and obey what you want us to obey. Help us, Lord, to not deviate from what you're calling us to do, but to embrace and obey your word. In Jesus' name. There is a difference between friends of God and servants of God. I told you that not long ago. God can use anybody to to just be a service or a servant to him. But his friends, he talks to them. The servant, they're like a tool. Didn't he use a donkey before? Didn't he use a false prophet to prophesy what he wanted him to prophesy? That was right. So God can use anything or anybody. They're considered servants and tools. But we become friends of God first. And because we are his friend, we serve him. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Ye have not chosen me. This is true, both in regard to election unto salvation and election unto ministry. In Ephesians 2 and 8, the scripture says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. None of us got saved because we knew how to get saved. It was the goodness of God. Grace came to us. And when grace came to us, we were able to respond in obedience, and that's how we got saved. We didn't get saved because we knew how to get saved. If God's grace didn't appear unto us, we could not be saved and chosen to do ministry. It's all because he has chosen us. He initiated the relationship of friends who serve. He has the plan, not us. He has all power, not us. And we can't continue to live like it's our show. This is his show. He says, I've chosen you. You didn't choose me. We didn't choose God. The Bible says, we love him because he first loved us. So why do we think we can live however we want? After he chooses us. Why do we think we, have to, we can live however we want? Can you imagine? I was talking to, I was talking to, I had lunch with Brother Dolbert Clark, um, the bishop and pastor of the UPCI church in the Cayman Islands. And him and I spent a, a good hour and a half just kicking it. And he's not old. He's probably a little bit older than me. Uh, And he adopted two children um, 10 years ago. And so he has like 10, 11-year-old babies, maybe 12-year-old babies at his age that he adopted. And I was talking to him about that because it just dawned on me. I thought about the scripture. And we don't realize when somebody adopts a child, that means they want that child. It's more significant than someone that gives birth to a child. I know we don't like to hear that. You adopt, that is more significant than someone that gives birth. Why is that, preacher? Because many of us, if we'll be honest today, many of us came by accident according to what we think. Many of us came here, we weren't planned. Somebody say amen. Many of us came here, we weren't planned. And so, guess what? Because you, 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 you came through the birth process and you came from the woman, guess what? She had to own you. Not all the men had to own you because you know how some of those jerk men are. They, they just walk away. But, but for the ones that will be responsible, they had to take ownership of what they created. So, you don't have a choice. When you adopt, you had a choice. You could have lived your life without children. You could have just lived lived your life however you wanted it without having to take taken care of children. But when you make a decision, I am going to adopt a child, you have gone above and beyond. Somebody chose you. It's different when somebody chose you. And I'm sure those children feel a little bit different. Like, you know what? They chose me. They didn't give birth to me. They chose me. It's different. And so I'm here telling you this morning that Jesus did not have to choose us. But he did. Do you feel any obligation to say i got to please him? Do you feel any obligation that whatever he says, that's what I'm going to do? Or are you just going to be ungrateful? Chosen to choose select, choose for oneself. I like that definition. When you look at that word chosen, I'm talking about that we read in the scripture. That's what it means, to choose for oneself. So when someone chooses, they're saying, I'm choosing you for me. Not necessarily implying the rejection of what is not chosen, no, but giving favor to the chosen subject. That's what that word chosen means. Keeping in view a relationship when you get chosen. It's keeping in view a relationship to be established between the one choosing and the object chosen. God didn't choose us to just let us be. He chose us to establish a friendship. He chose us to establish a friendship. Friendship. And so when we decide, oh, I will respond to God choosing me by saying yes, we're saying, I know he's choosing me because he wants me to be his friend. And anyone that's a friend of God must obey him because he's all-knowing. And if I was all-knowing and you, my friend, you better listen to me. But I'm not all-knowing. So when you and I are friends, we can share ideas. We can say, I don't think that's a good idea. You can tell me, I don't think that's a good idea. Because we're friends and we're both limited in knowledge. But when you're a friend of the Lord Jesus Christ, he is all-knowing. When you're a friend of the Lord Jesus Christ, he's all-powerful. You just need to acquiesce to him, listen to what he's saying, and do what he tells you to do. He has chosen us and ordained us that we should go and bring forth fruit that our fruit should remain. He ordained, that word ordained means he appointed us that we should go and bring forth fruit. Fruitfulness is the reason he chose us. I'm I'm, I'm wrapping up in a second here. Fruitfulness is the reason he chose us. I think we missed that. In Matthew chapter 7, I'm just going to jump down to verse 20. It says, wherefore by their fruits ye shall know them. Fruitfulness is the reason he chose us. Fruitfulness in our relationship with our friendship with him and fruitfulness in what we produce. Fruitfulness is why he chose us. And so he didn't choose us to do our own thing. Hear me. I'm finishing up here. So many Christians are satisfied with enjoying themselves with spiritual and material blessings without regard for others. They are pampered in their selfish use of privileges and means of grace. They are content with declaring the Lord's goodness to them. They are good with attending church services and giving their tithes and offering, but they have not come to the terms which our focus text is on today. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. Fruitfulness is why God chose us, not for us to say I'm saved, sanctified, and Holy Ghost filled. Fruitfulness is why God has chosen us, not for us to come to church to feel better about ourselves. Uh, Yes, all of that will be a part of it, but that's not the primary reason. He chose us. He chose us for fruitfulness. There's two kinds of fruitfulness that he's choosing for us to do. If you read your Bible in Galatians, it tells you about the fruit of the Spirit. And it goes and tells you about, well, I don't want to get into that. But it goes and tell you about the fruit of the Spirit. And so, as Christians, we're supposed to model the fruit of the Spirit. Yes. So, fruitfulness. Why should we model the fruit of the Spirit? So, other people will come to know about God and seek God because they're watching us. Fruit, fruit, fruit. So we model the fruit of the Spirit. So people see and say, wow, that's a kind person. Wow, that person just seems like nothing bothers them. Wow, that person just seems so patient. And on and on and on. Because God wants for us to bear fruit so others can see and others can come to know who God is. So that's one fruitfulness. The other fruitfulness is that we go and reach lost people and help them to come to know Christ and disciple them until they become a disciple of Jesus Christ. Those are the two kinds of fruitfulness that God primarily is trying to get us to produce. Fruit of the Spirit and fruitfulness in helping people get saved. Those are primary reasons why God chose us. Unfortunately, our our primary reasons for being saved is so we can go to heaven. Conflict. Conflict. We want to be saved to go to heaven. We want to be saved to be blessed. We want to be saved so God can provide. We want to save so God can heal us. We want to be saved so God can bless us. And God is saying, I want to be friends with you so you can be fruitful. Conflict. Conflict. I told you I'm preaching to you because I'm trying to change your culture. I'm not just preaching a word for y'all to go home and say, that was a good word. That's why it's challenging to be in this church, because I know what God sent me on a mission to do. And if you want to keep the old culture of how things are, yes, this is going to challenge you. Yes, this is going to make you feel uncomfortable. Yes, this is going to make you question, why you know, should you be a part of this or not? If you want to keep the old culture, that here's news, ain't the culture God would like. That ain't the culture God is looking to establish among us. He's looking to establish a culture of people who will be fruitful. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And so Jesus, the other night, man, I need to quit here. The other night at uh, uh, General Conference, I went to General Conference this week, and it's our organizational annual conference. And uh, we had a preacher that preached Wednesday night. Uh, We, 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 As the United Pentecostal Church International, we have gone to more nations around the world to preach the gospel as missionaries than any other organization in the world. And so we have sent more money to missions than any other organization in the world. The other night, a good friend of mine, or maybe I can call him a mentor, um, preached Wednesday night global mission service. And he talked about that God gives us seeds... For two purposes. He says, God give us seed for ourselves and seed for others. When he was done preaching, you ready for this? When he was done preaching, we took up an offering of over five million dollars. You know what drives me crazy? You know what drives me crazy, church? The Northeast have more money than any other place in the country. And we give the least to the kingdom of God. You think, it's a, you think it's a coincidence while we're struggling? How in the world can Louisiana give millions of dollars? Louisiana! How in the world, Mississippi, which is one of our poorest states, give more money to missions than us? It's because we need a culture change. And it's not until we get a culture change will we understand that we need to give better than we've given. i finish up here. We were called by God to bear fruit. We have a job to do. A mission to fulfill as his friends who will serve him. We must bear fruit. Yes, the fruit of the Spirit is a must. But we must also be missionaries and, and reach out and be a witness to those who don't know him and making disciples of Jesus Christ. When we reach out to our lost world and minister to them until they become disciples, we have fulfilled the purpose of Jesus Christ. And so I finish here by saying, listen to me, I'm finishing up. Jesus made the first choice. What is that first choice, preacher? To love us and to die for us. He invited us unto a life of friendship, salvation, and to serve him in ministry. However, we get to make the next choice. To accept or to reject his offer. We get to make the next, next choice. To accept or to reject his offer. The king has ministry that must be performed by his friends. And if we love him, we will obey his commands. We will seek to bear fruit that will please him and glorify him. And so I close with the final portion of the text. He said... In John 15 and 16 at the end of the text. That whosoever or that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Let's stand. On man's side, there is a stipulation and condition imposed by Christ as indispensable necessity. Whatsoever is asked must be asked in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is to say, requests must be in accordance with the will of the Lord Jesus Christ. It must be presented in reliance upon his advocacy and he will grant it according to his will. And so, because God called us to be friends and to bear fruit. If we will obey his invitation to become friends and to bear fruit, we will begin to speak and declare God's word and God will begin to do things that we've never seen. I believe our struggle, Sister Vanessa, our struggle has always been We're trying to do what we feel, and we're not checking out what is God saying. And as we change our lives and experience a culture shift in our church and in the Northeast, we will begin to say, not my will, but thy will be done. We will begin to say, God, have your way. And whatever you want to do, I'm okay with it. God called us to become friends and to bear fruit. And so I hope today I can get you to shift your way of thinking. Shift how you've been seeing things and realize he called me to be a friend and for me to be a fruit bearer, to bear fruit. It's interesting that God used this Concept, because fruits are normally hanging from branches. The branch is not what do all the work in the tree. The vine is what do most of the work. What you can't see does the work. So when you look at a tree, the vine runs in the branches, and that's what causes fruit to be produced. The, The branches are just keeping up the fruit and so we want you to realize what God has called you to do to be a fruit bearer and not just oh I'm a Christian oh I go to so and so church oh I've been baptized in Jesus name oh yeah I feel the Holy Ghost oh you need to get saved it's more than that church I want our culture to be changed God wants to do something great in the Northeast. And he wants to use all of us. Right now, Mama Allen, who's been a vital part of this church, been around a long time. I got a note here saying she's unresponsive. And they want us to pray. We've got good medical professions around here, so I'm sure that they are taking good care of her. But we want God's will to be done. We we can't control what's gonna happen, but what we can pray is God, your will be done. That's even what I'm talking about. Sometimes we hear things and we decide, I'm gonna pray this way. How do you know to pray this way? I've had people, I just talked to the superintendent, and we know of someone, a man of God, great man of God, that's sick and dying. And the word is, everybody says, oh, we need to pray for God to heal him. And the man looked at me and says, I didn't say that to him, but he looked at me and says, people are praying opposite the will of God. Because we think how we think, and we never stop to say, God, what do you want? It is not always God's will for us to be here and struggle in this world. If we really believe God, we will really know that to be out of this world and to be present with God is so much better than to be in the struggle of pain sometimes, financial struggle sometimes, tiredness sometimes, family problems sometimes, all kinds of problems. As long as you live in, you're going to have problems. But when you go to be with the Lord, problems are over. Now you tell me what's better, but we don't live like that. We don't live like to be with the Lord is better than to be present here in the earth. We don't live like that. So I am trying to help us to experience a shift in who we are as Christians. So the culture will change in our local churches. And so the culture will change in the Northeast. God didn't call us just for us. He called us for his purpose. That we will be fruit bearers. And so we're going to pray for Mama Allen. And we're going to pray for each other that God's will be done not what we want Father in the name of Jesus will you have your way right now Lord we touch and agree asking for your will to be done in Mama Allen's life Father you are the all knowing God the omniscient God and Lord you know what's best and so if it's best Lord God for her to be touched to be healed and to be made whole then Lord have your way but if it's best, Lord, that she come and be with you, then, Lord, have your way. For, God, we trust you in every aspect of our being, Lord God. We trust you in every way that you tells us and every way you instruct us. And so, God, have your way right now with Mama Allen. God, let your hands be upon her. God, let your will be done and not our will, Lord God. We pray, Father, that your will be done, O oh God, in her life and your will over. Father, I pray today that you will allow us to receive the word of God embrace the Word of God, be obedient to the Word of God, become a doer of the Word of God and not just a hearer of your Word, Lord God. Lord, you're calling us to, to experience a transformation in our heart, in our mind, by your Spirit, by your Word. You're calling us to experience transformation. Let it be so, Lord. Let it not be our will. Help us to heal and surrender, Lord God, to your way to your purpose Lord God and not to our will not to our ways I pray today Lord that the people of God
1: will hear the word that has been spoken and that they will not walk out of here the same and they will not be the same but the power of God will change Somebody hear me today. God want me to tell you. You don't know when your time will be. You don't want to leave here in the state that you're in. Allow God to change your heart. Allow God to change your heart. Allow God to change your heart. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Somebody cry out to the Lord right now. Somebody call on the name of Jesus right now. Somebody call call on Him. Call on Him. Call on Him. Have your way in every one of us, Lord. In every one of us, Lord, have your way today. In every one of us, have your way today. In every one of us, have your way today, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus.
4: God is preparing us for for what he wants to do in us. God has called us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And every one of us in this place today has a part to play. And I'm not just saying that. I am telling you what is the will of God today. And so if you will hear me and not take anything lightly and go forward in Christ, he will do a great work in you. Father, I thank you for the people of God today. I thank you for the work that you have begun in us that we know you will complete in us. Now let this word take root, Let it grow and produce good fruit. Well, Lord, you've called us to be friends and to serve you and to bear fruit. Now, Lord, I pray that your word will hold us. Your word will grow in us and your word will transform us. As we go from this place, Keep us in your presence. Keep the word of God in our heart and mind, and you will get the glory for my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Listen to me. If you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never repented of your sins, you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, God is calling you to be a friend so you can serve him. If you've never done that, come and see me or baptize you. Today, we're going to ask you to leave out the side door and not the, the door that you came in. So whenever you're ready, you can just leave out the side door. God bless you. Have a wonderful rest of your day.